Hi, I'm Paul. Hi, I'm Michael. This is a daddy-daughter thing. We're making a podcast. We're going to make a podcast. What are we going to call it? Daddy-daughter 101. Daddy-daughter 101. That is a good title. (laughs) Thank you very much for asking. (laughs) How about we talk about how we resolve conflict? All right. Or how we move through conflict. All right. I had someone write in via the ask a question form, Mm -hmm. kind of how we move through conflict. Yeah. Because believe it or not, not everyone has healthy conflict in their relationship with their daughter or father. Yeah. So um, where do we start on this? When's the last time you and I got in a good fight? Well, the last one I can remember was probably a few weeks ago now. And um, this is where Michael goes into just explaining all sorts of stuff about the last fight we have, which isn't quite uh, as important as um, the last half of this conversation. So let's go ahead and uh, fast forward to the end of the conversation where we find out about kind of the process that we go through when we are having a fight and how uh, Michael and I move to a point of resolution between the two of us. upset at her for trying to do that. It just went to, uh, it, it went all, south really fast. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's the context for the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember how we got it resolved? Do you remember how we normally get things resolved? What what happens when we end up in a conflict? Do we just ignore it? Do we let it go? Do we wash it under the rug? No, which we... is mixing my metaphors. <laughs> um, no, we confront it how? usually. Honestly, most times we walk away to cool down a little bit, okay. just because we're both very hot in our feelings and can't for me personally i can't always listen to you when i'm right in the middle of that i because i'm just so you know caught up in my own stuff and you're not in a state to to be open and receptive Mm -hmm. and understanding and and listening yeah and i'm not in a state to be open and receptive and understanding and listening as well yeah we're all kind of in that defensive place isn't Mm -hmm. it so but how long do we usually stay there Honestly, not very long. Like, I think the longest. Couple days? Maybe. Yeah. Like, not even that, really. I can't. I can't. For this last one. I can't think of a time when we've let something go between us for a couple days. No, I mean, this last one, you came down and apologized before you left, but I wasn't ready to hear it. Nope. So I was kind of like, okay, yeah, sure. And, And there was still that between us, but. I think later that night we talked about it. And again, that's just practically because you were gone off at work yeah. and we were out running errands. Yeah. And so we just weren't in the same zip code. Mm-hmm. So we couldn't get it worked out. Yeah. But, but when once we got under the same roof again, we, we didn't, we don't let time, a lot of time pass between yeah. our conflict, do we? Yeah, no. And just, what does that feel like for you? What does what feel like the... The fact that we don't let a lot of time, we don't go days or weeks where we're angry or pissed off at each other. It's nice because honestly, just sitting in that alone by yourself is so hard. Like even during when I was away at work and this had, you know, happened earlier that morning, it was like, well, I have nobody to talk to about this. And after probably an hour or so, I was ready to go back and apologize and just work it out. But I was at work for eight hours. And so I'm like, well, now I have to sit in this all day. And he 
I feel bad because this is what happened and he didn't get to fully hear my side and I didn't listen to him and now we're both kind of sitting in this and yeah. it's really hard to sit in it by yourself. So being able to work it out and talk about it is, and not having those days pass by is just like lightening. It just yeah helps. So then when you're gone, when we don't get to resolve it, I also feel that weight, that mm-hmm. tightness in my chest. It's like, dang, there's something, there's something between us now. Yeah. And that lack of connectivity, that lack of, lack of, of closeness mm-hmm. in our relationship, it starts to physically just get heavy. It starts yeah. to just weigh on yeah. my heart. It weighs on my, on, on it, it impacts everything that I do mm-hmm. and it just sucks. Yeah. And, I want to sit in that as short as possible. I don't yeah, I don't want to no, be a long time like, in that. Like um, even even when you had come down before you and mom left that morning, mm. um you had given me a hug but I I just wasn't ready for any of that to to receive any of that and so I just gave you kind of the brief yeah. all right sure you're leaving bye kind of hug. Yeah. And then later that day, I'm like, I didn't hug him goodbye. That was the wrong kind of hug. And so it was just even the little things like that um, are just I look back on them and I'm like, I feel terrible for this. And this we should, you know, we should fix this now. Exactly. How about when we do get to start working it through and you Mm -hmm. and I finally get to start talking about it? Um, Yeah. how does that usually work through? Do you know kind of the steps or what we do in that? Well, I think usually the first thing that happens is just apologies. It's like, I'm sorry for not listening. Not not always apologizing for what happened, but apologizing for, you know, I'm, I'm sorry I wasn't able to listen to you. I'm sorry I got um, mad and stormed off kind of a thing. Actually, I think if we were to be more accurate about Mm it, um, not always, but a lot of the time in our conversations when we are resolving stuff, we apologize for just the hurt feelings. Yeah. I know that I hurt you. Yeah. We're not worrying about the details. We're not worrying about why or where or Mm -hmm. how. Uh, Just the fact that I have hurt you. Yeah. And and I know that your, your emotions, your feelings have have been hurt or you're just not feeling good right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to acknowledge that yeah. quickly. Yeah. And you do the same for me. You mm-hmm. come in and oftentimes you'll just go, dad, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And, and there isn't any explaining. There isn't any diagnosing. We don't take it apart. No. It's just the fact that you as a human being are hurting and me as a human being, I'm hurting. Mm-hmm. And when that gets acknowledged first, what does that feel like for you? Oh, it's so relieving. It's like you understand that, you know, I'm going through something and you're willing to acknowledge that some of it was what you did. Yeah. And take responsibility. And now we're ready to, you know, fix it and move on. And how do we usually fix it? What is it? What what usually helps you to move through those hurt feelings? I always like to be heard. I always like to um, have a chance to explain what was going through my head at the time. Right. Not always because I'm right, 
but because it gives me the chance to be listened to and to be heard. And I will acknowledge that I'm wrong a lot of the time. Which makes this whole process a lot easier Easier. for me. Yeah, yeah. But that is really important to me as Mm -hmm. I, I want you to be heard and understood. I want you to be able to process through it with me mm-hmm. and and I try to move myself into a position of I'm trying to get into your head to see why you would have said or done whatever yeah. you did because it, it if I can understand why you did that it probably makes sense yeah I I try to give you the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. and assume that you are not evil. You're not yeah. trying to just do things to make me mad. You're not doing things selfishly mm-hmm. and you're doing things for probably pretty good reasons. And I just don't quite understand it yet. Mm-hmm. And usually by talking about it, you, you convince me. It's yeah. like, Oh, if that's what you were thinking, if that's the approach you were taking, if that's the perspective you had, mm-hmm. no wonder you did what you did. And now it makes sense. Yeah. And when I get into that place, finally, how does that feel for you? Really nice, actually, Um, because it's like, okay, so I wasn't wrong in the way I was thinking. Right. There was some actual, um, I I can't think of the word. There was validity. Yeah, validity to what I was thinking. I may have gone about it in a not the best way and kind of a roundabout way wrong way but there was you know validity to what i was thinking about yep Yep. and i assume that Mm -hmm. again that's the benefit of doubt i i try to give you because you've earned that yeah after however many years of doing this fathering and daughtering thing together you have earned that trust um and that benefit of the doubt that i can give you which makes it easy to offer Mm -hmm. it to you still yeah. yeah and I'm not even sure you're aware of it. You actually do that to me. Yeah, I was actually going to say that. And then, because usually I'm the one that goes first because he loves me that much. But then we flip-flop it around and I listen to him and I I do the exact same thing. I try and see, okay, so where was he thinking? Where is he coming from? What's going through his mind? He's a dad. He's a lot of, for some things, you know, he's worried about me kind of stuff. For other things, he's trying to keep my best interests at heart. Right, And so I just try and figure out, okay, where is he coming from, from his perspective? And right. again, it's, it's all the same kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, he feels validated. And when you offer that to me, it feels unbelievably respectful. It mm-hmm. feels um, just kind Yeah. because it, do- it doesn't feel like you are entrenched in a particular perspective or attitude or or um, belief around mm-hmm. what happened. You're not defensive. That defensiveness piece is probably the hardest thing to yeah. work through. Yeah. And at first you are re- defensive, just like I'm defensive. Yeah. At first. And that's partially just the hurt feelings. Yep, exactly. And once we kind of cool down mm-hmm. and we come back together, uh, I think probably the biggest solution, um, the best tool that you and I have uh, when we do overcome our conflict mm-hmm. is moving into that open place and, yeah. and just assuming um, that the, that you yeah. are not a bad person mm-hmm. and that the reasons that you did that are, are pretty legitimate. Yeah. And I try to understand it and you offer the same thing to me. Mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest things that's hard 
to move that makes it hard to move through conflict is people have a tendency to stay closed and be like I'm right there's the other person is wrong I'm the only one who only knows the right thing and they're not willing to move into that openness and it's it's an actual conscious kind of thought that you have to do because a lot of the times when we're fighting it's like okay I have to take a deep breath I have to let go of what I thought and listen and actually and understand that what I was thinking may not have been the only thing no um which can be hard because a lot of the times it feels like, well, this is what I was doing for this reason because of this. And that's the only thing there is. Right. So it really is like a conscious thought that you have to practice and move through. How hard is it for you to get into that open state to, to not, not want to be right. I'm asking you, I'm asking you first, by the way, because (laughs) I don't want to answer that question. (laughs) No, it's, Sometimes it's really, really hard. I mean, sometimes it depends on what we're fighting about or what's going on. But even just like even right now, thinking about it, just thinking about things, it's like, oh, well, I'm always right because I'm, you know, yeah. always right. What else? What of other course. option is there? I mean, um, but like legitimately, it is a very even on the small things, it's pretty hard to do because it's it's putting yourself in an, in an area of vulnerability and yeah. being willing to be vulnerable, which is so hard to do. Yeah. Um, but then once I, I become open and once I step into that and it's just so much more relaxing yeah. because now I don't always have to be right. I don't always have to be defending myself and be always on the defensive and assume that everybody around me is against me i can i i know that there are people who are listening to me and who are on my side which is a nice thing to have is there things that i do which actually makes that harder some yeah yeah um sometimes you just don't listen sometimes when you're in your stuff and I'm trying to I'm trying to become open and I'm trying to explain and listen and do all this. And you're just not in that spot. You're not ready to listen. And it's like, oh, well, apparently I don't matter because you're not listening to me. Right. That makes it hard. But again, it's because there's still we're still kind of in the middle of this conflict and we're not right. on the same page. I think that's kind of one of the biggest things or or another one that you have a tendency to do is you tend sometimes you'll joke about things. Like you'll just make little jokes trying to relieve tension or whatever. Usually when I'm more hurt than you are right? and you'll, you'll try and make jokes out of things and I'll be like, no, that's, that's not what I need right now. That just makes it worse. Cause now I'm not feeling as though you're listening and taking me seriously. Yeah. But you're pretty good at picking up on, and I'm really good at expressing that too. And you're pretty good at picking up on it and. You know, again, we can move through it and get on the same page. Right, right. I need to work on that. I need to be aware of when it's time to joke and when it's time Mm -hmm. to try to relieve that tension and when it's time to listen to your heart because you legitimately are carrying something and and, um, it's heavy Mm -hmm. on on your heart. Yeah. I don't get it all the time, but I, I get it some of the time. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're better than some dads I've seen. So 
and I'm not as good as others, probably. Well, probably. Yeah. But huh. You're still pretty good. How long do you think the process takes for us to resolve our conflict? Is this a three-hour conversation, typically? How, how would you say how long this process takes for you and I? Honestly, on average, probably about a half hour. About a half an hour. Yeah. Like that, usually not very long. And then like the last 15 minutes, 10 minutes are us, you know, back to just kind of getting back on our normal page. Just right. being, okay, I love you. I love you too. Right. You know, yeah. hugs and just, and then just talking. Yeah. We have a tendency to just kind of talk about our day after that. Moving so, to something normal again. Yeah. Yeah. So half an hour, 45 minutes or so. Not very long. No. Yeah. But we've practiced it. We have. Yeah. We're not Years. new to this. Yeah. We're, we've been doing this for. A, I can remember doing this with you when I was little. Like, I don't even, I don't know how old, but mm. I, I can just, I can remember just sitting with you and working through stuff. Probably not as often as we do now, because I think now um there's more things to clash on sure because you know i'm 19 i'm an adult I'm... and you decided to start thinking for yourself i know instead well, of just what was i thinking me. exactly driving me crazy <laughs> but yeah so but no i i can remember us doing this even when i was little so we've been years of doing this and yeah. working through it and practicing again it's it's that practice thing it is that practice thing and even though we've been practicing for a while, we still, still have conflict. Yeah, it's yeah. like, dang, if we can figure out how to just get over that part I of know. it. I know. We'd be perfect. Then we'd be perfect. And that would be weird. Uh, Let's not I don't do know that. if I could deal with perfect. Kiddo, I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings so often. I'm sorry I hurt yours. I'm sorry I don't listen often enough. And I wish that I listened better as well. Yeah. Um, but we'll keep working at it. Yeah. Does that sound okay? I like that idea. Yeah. It sounds good. Kiddo, I love you. I love you too. What's your thoughts on having people ask you questions about our relationship? I'm fine with it. It depends on what they're asking for sure. Right. So you're not opposed to that if people wanted to ask questions. Yeah. No, I'd be fine with that. I actually like answering questions because I like, I like letting other people see how how we do it because my, my thinking behind that is if other comp- people can see that it is possible to have a healthy relationship then maybe they'll start to take the steps to trying to create that and yeah. if that means that another dad and daughter are going to get to have what we have I'm completely elated by that if you have a question that you would like to have answered go to daddydaughter101.com click on the button that says ask a question and we will try to include that in a future episode 